Okay, guys, welcome to uh, the beginning of Masecha Megillah B'Siyata Dishmaya. Um, it's uh, apropos in the sense that um, we're heading towards uh, Purim. So even though a lot of the Masecha doesn't deal necessarily with Purim so much, we're going to hit a lot of the Purim stuff before. I think we'll get to a lot of the Purim stuff before Purim. And then the stuff that's not so much about Purim, I think we'll be hitting after Purim probably. That's the plan. Uh, I figure it's like 32 blots, so we do about 10 blots a month. I figure it's something like that. So we have like two and a half months till Purim, so we'll get like pretty much, you know, far, pretty far along. Um, okay. Let's just jump right in. The, uh, the beginning of Masechah starts with Mishnah tells us as follows. Megillah ni krepi yud alaf yud bet yud gimli yud alaf yud The Megillah can be read on the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, or 15th. It's all talking about the, uh, the month of Adar. Now, typically when we think about Purim, we think about yud alaf Adar. That's what all of us uh, have uh, traditionally celebrated Purim. We're also aware that there's something called Shushan Purim, which is the 15th of Adar, which for most of us, most years, uh, just means we don't say Tachan on that day. Okay, but uh, you guys this year, even in Yerushalayim, will celebrate Purim on Tetvav uh, Adar. Okay, also there's a discussion about in a leap year, which is the key month, uh, the Adarishan or Adarshani, the Passan Adarshani, we'll get to that in the Gemara eventually. Um, so that's what we're going to do. The, 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 the first mission here tells us a very strange idea that it's possible to read the Megillah not only on Yudalad if you're one situation, or Tetvav in a different situation, but even on the 11th, 12th, 11, 12, or 13th of the month as well, at least for part particular people. Okay? The Mishnah tells us, no less, no more. Meaning, no earlier than that, no later than that. We'll explain why in the Gemara. And then it tells us as follows. Here's the rules. Cities that are surrounded by a wall from the time of Yeshua Binun, Korin Betadvav, they read on the 15th of Adar. Okay? Why Yeshua Binun and not the time of Achashverosh or the Purim story? Good question. The Gemara would deal with that as well, but that's the rule for that. Okay, practically nowadays, essentially Yerushalayim. Theoretically, Shushan too. If you're in Iran and, and you can identify where Shushan is, so then I guess there you'd also be in the 15th. But practically, for you know, all types of purposes, Yerushalayim is only one. But Farim by but villages and large cities they read on the 14th. Okay, which we all do. Allah, however, what's the deal here? But the villages can move it earlier. They can read the Megillah earlier on the Yom HaKnisa, literally the day of coming in, or in-gathering, which means Mondays and Thursdays were market days, they were also court days. So people who lived in the outlying cities, they... Um, you want to come in? I don't understand. I thought this. Guys are using Merkava. Um, okay, so uh, they they in outlying cities, so they they would normally come to uh, town on Mondays and Thursdays for the market or the court, whatever it is. So to make it easier for them, the Chachamim said they're allowed to read earlier, and that can be the 11th, 12th, or 13th. And what the Mishnah will do now is basically play out all the scenarios of when Purim could fall out during the week and how that would impact. Uh, the reading. Let me just uh, point one thing on in Rashi. If you look at that long Rashi on the right side here, so towards the end of it, it says, People in the villages generally did not have the expertise to read the Megillah themselves. So they needed to have somebody in the city to read for them. And therefore the Chachamim did not bother them to come in a different day. They said, okay, you can come in earlier. Now again, we'll get into the discussion there, but think about it, how this works, is that anyways, Megillah and all of the holiday Purim is a din Okay, even though it's mentioned in Tanakh, it's still a dindarabban of the holiday, and therefore the Chachamim can play around with it, right? They made the whole institution themselves anyways, so they made sort of like allowances along the way. Okay, let's go jump back into the Mishnah. Okay, here we go. Ketzad, how's it work? 
Chal, the word Chal, right, means a fall out on, in terms of dates. So if the, if the day of Purim, the Yudalad, Chal Yod Yudalad, Besheni, if the 14th fell out on a Monday, so how, here's how it works. Karim Ayrok Dolo Karim Bobayom, the villages in the big cities read on that day on Monday, and then surround the cities read the following day on Tadvab, which would be a Tuesday. If it falls on Tuesday or Wednesday, again, falls out, the Yudal falls on Tuesday or Wednesday, like rain back up to Monday, which would be either the 13th of Adar if it fell on Tuesday, or the 12th if it fell on, on uh, Wednesday. The big cities read that day, and they are trying to say the following day. Great. Falls on Thursday. So the small cities in the uh, in the uh, in the large the villages in the large cities read on that day itself because then it's a Thursday. And they're trying to say the next day on Friday. Chali of Erev Shabbat. What if the 14th fell on the Erev Shabbat? So here's how it works. Kfarim v'maktimim liyom aknisa. The villages back it up to Thursday. Ayrog dolo demukavol chamak rambayom. So the the big cities and the walled cities read on that day because again fell on on the Friday and we're not gonna allow the uh, the walled cities to read on Shabbat. We did that's the takana of Rabba that we don't allow people to read the Megillah on Shabbat because of the concern we'll get to later. But because of the concern of carrying the Megillah to try to get someone to help you uh, learn how to read it. Chaliyah b'Shabbat, but if Purim falls out on Shabbos, the fourteenth falls out on Shabbos. Kfarim b'Yerok Dolot Makdim Karim Yom Makdisa. So the villages and big cities back it up, and they both read on Thursday, meaning even the uh, regular cities back it up because they can't read on Shabbos, and they're going to back it up all the way to Thursday, which is interesting. They try to the wall cities read it the next day on Sunday, which is the normal time. And finally, Chaliyah b'Shabbat Shabbat, if it falls out after Shabbos, meaning on Sunday, Kfarim Makdimim Liom Maknisa. The Kfarim go back to Thursday, which already is the 11th. Okay, and that's where we get all the cases in the Mishnah. The cities read in that day. read the next day. Okay, so that brings all the scenarios out in the Mishnah to understand. We get 11, 12, 13, 14, or 15. Okay. Are we still passing like this? Ah, oh, we'll, we'll get to it right now. So Gemara says as follows: Megillah Nikrei Biralav Minalam. So the, okay, the Gemara says, okay, the idea that Megillah is read on the first, on the on the eleventh. Where do we learn this from? Gemara says Minalan. What do you mean, friend? Where do we learn this? As we want to say later on. Okay, now this is going to be a different explanation of why the uh, we back it up than we saw in Rashi. But this is what the Gemara is going to say: The Chachamim Hikilu Al Kvarim Liyot Makdimim Liyom Aknisa Kedeshiya Sabku Maimim Azon Lachem Shabakrachim. Okay, so what happened? The Chachamim were lenient for the villages to allow them to back up the reading to the day of the Knisa, to the day of you know, Monday or Thursday earlier, in order that they should be able to provide food and uh, and water for their brethren in these cities. Okay, Rashi says that to Purim So they'll basically be free on the day of Purim to be able to provide their food. Now there can be some questions here because that doesn't explain why they would allow them therefore to read the Megillah on the day itself. Like that's say the 14th is a, a Monday or a Thursday. They are going to read the same day, so I guess they're not as available. But I guess you're not going to change it that much. So other days they'd be available. We'll see another explanation, but we get to the Gemara, we'll see more about that. But that's the idea. So the point is, the Gemara is saying that that's the, that that's the source. This is the source is this rabbinic idea that they are being lenient for the people in the villages to allow them to provide for the, the food and water. So Gemara says no. So, so what are you asking me not on for? So Gemara says no. Anan hachi and This is what I mean to say. Michte. Let's see. Kulu All these things, meaning this whole halacha, the Anshe Ganesh Gola, the men of the Great Assembly, they instituted the whole thing. Purim and all the different halacha. Because if you would think that only the Anshe Ganesh Gola only instituted reading the Megillah on the 14th and the 15th alone, and not more than that, 
Altu Rabbanan ba'akri takanta tekenila achekin esakdola? Could the Rabbanan come along and uproot a takana, a decree, right, that the achekin esakdola instituted? Behatnan, but we learn in the Mishnah, this is a very famous Mishnah, you can see in, uh, if you look in the, uh, the story of the Shas, you can see it comes up several times in Shas. Ain beitin yachol abatel divrei beitin chaveiro, alaim kein gadomi meno b'chokmavi miyan. Right, there's a fundamental rule about Dirabanan, that a Beitin cannot come along and nullify the words of the Psak of a of a, a fellow Beitin unless it's greater than them both in wisdom and in number. So if Bezan Ashagdesadullah did that, we can't come along later and say, well, they said the words in the 15th, but we're going to allow you guys to join the 11th, and 12th, and 13th too. That's also fine. No. So what are you going to say about that? So Allah, rather, So again, so it must be obvious that the whole thing, this whole Mishnah, basically was instituted by the Ashagdesadullah. So hey, the question is, where is there a hint to such an idea that you can read the Megillah, even not on the 14th and 15th, in the Megillah itself? Where do you get to see a hint to that? And again, it's not going to be a source exactly, but it's a hint to it. Okay? So I'm going to have a couple of opinions here. Keywords, Bizmanehem. The puzzle says to fulfill these days of Purim in their times. And here's the explanation. They instituted many times. Many, many times? In addition, 14th, 15th, 13th, 12th, 11th. Okay, on the many, many times. But it says, wait a second. Hi, me bye, But that word, Bismanihem, is necessary for its, for itself. Meaning for itself. So what for itself means <clears throat> is that we already, and the basic rule that we all know, there's already many times for the reading of the Megillah, namely the 14th and the 15th. So you can tell me the plural word, Bismanehem, implies there's many times, including the 11th, 12th, and 13th, not so fast, because we already needed those words for, or that's, or excuse me, that word for the 14th and the 15th themselves. But it's not so fast. In Cain, if that were true, if so, Lamakra, the puzzle could simply have said, Zman. Okay, my zmanehem. Um, fine. What is zmanehem? The plural. Zmanim tuva. It means many times. Okay. No, but I would still need the word to have Zvanim. Why? To tell me the following halach. That the time for this one is not the time for the other one. Meaning, I might have thought on my own, if it just said Zman, that even though there is a reading of 14 and 15, I would have thought that there's two days available for Purim. You can pick. You want to read the Miguel on the 14th? You want to read the Miguel on the 15th? That's your choice. No, it doesn't work like that. If you're a walled city, you have to read the 15th. If you're an unwalled city, you have to read the 14th. Okay? So that's what the word's telling me. So again, I don't have, again, so it's over the Gemara's telling us that word, Bismanihem, doesn't necessarily indicate anything new to be able to add these extra uh, extra times. Gemara says, not so fast. Im Kain Lema Zmanam. If that's all I want to teach it, they could have said Zmanam, meaning uh, their time. That would be the translation. Their singular time. That they, plural, meaning walled cities and unwalled cities, have a time, one time for them to read. One of the 15th, one of the 14th. My zmanehem, which means their times. What's their times? Shemat mina kulu. Okay, so we can learn from there all of them. Okay, the additional times as well. Okay, so Gemara says, well, Ema zmanehem tuba. So I'll say then, or maybe I'll suggest there should be lots of times. Maybe remember we have the Haggadah that says Yachol Rosh Chodesh. Like maybe I think I'll start telling the story of Yitzchak Yisrael from Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So maybe you say the same thing when it comes to Purim. Maybe you can start telling this, you know, reading the Megillah from Rosh Chodesh Adar. I don't know. It could be you know, fifteen times to read the Megillah. Why are you saying it's only these specific days? 
Zmanehem, Dumi Dezmanam. No. The Zmanehem, the extra times, is similar to their to their time. Mazmanam Tre, just as their time is two, meaning the 14th and the 15th, Avzmanehem Tre. So, so do their times also is parallel to that, two. So it's two extra days. Well, the problem is that we don't have two extra days, we have three extra days. So we'll figure that out now. So I'll suggest if I got two extra days, I'll make it the 12th and the 13th. Why does it make sense? Because those are the ones right next to the 14th. Okay, so I'll add two extra days to the, so we'll go 15th and 14th, and go back a little bit, 13th and 12th. But it's not so fast. As Rosh Bar Yisak is going to see, we'll say this in a second, he says, He says, the, the, the 13th of Adar is a Zman Kilalakol, meaning it was a time of gathering for all. Meaning, if you think about the story of the Megillah itself, what was the day that Haman declared was going to be the day of destroying the Jews? That was the 13th, right? The 13th of Adar, right? We, we celebrate the voyage of the 15th because we stopped fighting on those days. But the 13th was the day where everyone got together to defend ourselves. Okay? So that day by itself is a special day. So the idea that you greet Miguel on the 13th, no big finish. No big finish. That should be sort of obvious. You should be able to uh, do that as well. And you don't need a special reboy, a special like uh, inclusion by the pasuk to be able to include that. So halachanami here too. You gimel zman kilal kolhi below tarich lerabuye. I don't need to uh, include it. And therefore we have the words manihem to add two more days, which would be not the thirteenth and the twelfth, but rather the twelfth and the eleventh. Okay? Mark says, well, hold on. The Amos shapes are shapes are. And maybe I'll say instead of working backwards, let me maybe add the two days ahead of it, ahead of it and make it the 16th or the 17th. Mark says, no. The Pazza says, below Ya'abor, Steve. It says, below Ya'abor, which literally in the Pazza, in the simple Pazza, means not to violate the, the, the holiday for him. But here, Lo Ya'abor means don't pass it by. I mean, we're not going to go later than those actual events. Okay? So because the word is Maniyem, we're going to say that we have extra days. In addition to the 14th and 15th, we have the 11th and the 12th, and 13th is Manki that's one opinion of the hint in the Megillah to this idea of the extra days. Another one. Uh, the Gemara says, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmini Amar Amar Kras. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmini had a different idea. He quotes the pasuk that says, Bayam, uh, sorry, Kayamim. Like the days that the Jews rested. Yamim Kayamim. Right, so we say like that. Yamim Kayamim. It means it could have said Yamim, and instead it says Kayamim, which means that comes to include the 11th and the 12th. The Gemara says, well, maybe I'll say the 12th and 13th. Now, I'm Rabbi Shimon Bar Yisak, like we just spoke, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yisak, excuse me, we just quoted this. Okay? So we just said that same idea. The aim of shaves are shaves are same question I had before. I have the sixth and seventeenth. The low yabor team. No, it says low yabor, and that's it. Okay, great. So those are the two opinions we have: Rav Shimon Bar Abba and quoting Rav Yochanan that we learned from his Him. We have Shmuel Bar Nachman in the name of saying Kayamim. So Gemara now wants to find out why did they each use their own psukim and not the other person's puzzle. So why wouldn't he use the buzzing on him? So he says something very interesting. He says something very simple but very profound. This idea of like, it could have said Zman, could have said Zmanam, that was Zmanihem, that's not significant for him. He doesn't learn anything from that. Which is a very interesting idea, right? which is that when in Drusha, this isn't really a Drusha, it's more of a hint, but in Drusha's of Chazal, when they're like inferring things and learning things out from Sukim, it's a it's a technique, and they don't all have the same technique, and therefore not every extra leather that every uh, you see in every puzzle does every rod necessarily think is such a, such a significant thing. That we grow up sometimes thinking that like oh every leather in the Torah or every leather in the Tanakh teaches us something new. That's true if you did it, but it's also possible to say yeah that one that's just a, that's just a word. 
Sunnyham just means that it's, 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 it's in simple pshat, it, it makes sense by itself. You don't have to infer something new from every single extra letter. So he says, that wasn't the thing. He didn't, why didn't he understand that? I'm not so sure necessarily. Maybe you can think about that. But he didn't think it was significant. Okay, so that's why he didn't use that one. That's why he used Kaya Mim. my time of Lomar. Sorry, one second. Um, yeah. So why did the other opinion say from Kayamim? So he also could say, right, theoretically he could say, oh, that's also a little mashma, like, but he doesn't say that. He says, So he does use this for something. But what does he, he learn that from? He says, that puzzle is written to teach us about celebrating the holiday for all generations, the Dorot. Kayamim, which would be like the days, which are for all generations. Okay, so that's the idea, that he does learn something, just learns something different from that. Okay. Great. That's the first big sugya, okay, in Masachim Megillah. Now, we say as follows. I'm a rabbi by Barachana Rabbi Yochanan. So rabbi by Barachana quotes Rabbi Yochanan saying, Zo divrei Rabbi Kiva Stimta. This Mishnah, this idea of reading on the 11, 12, 13, etc., that's all according to the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, who is the, uh, reflected in the Stam Mishnah. Okay? Rashi, on the left side here, if you see here, um, one second, mm, one second, on the left side, about halfway down the page, he says, Zodibir Rabbi Kiva, he says, Hachi Gamir Rabbi Yochanan me Rabbi Dimatnitin Rabbi Kiva Amra. And what does he mean? Rabbi Kiva said this Mishnah, Stimta, he says, Harbei Stam Mishnah, Stam Rabbi. Okay? Many Mishnayot, there's a Stam Mishnah, the plain, you know, unnamed author of the Mishnah is Rabbi, Rabbi Danasi. Shehain Dibir Rabbi Kiva, which are the words of Rabbi Kiva, right? The little known fact that Rabbi Kiva is the teacher who allows the Rabbi to come up with all these ideas. So a lot of times you have, yes, the Stam Mishnah is, let's say, Rabbi or Rabbi Meir, we say sometimes, but a lot of those teachings go back to Rabbi Kiva. Okay? So when he says in the Gemara, Zodib Rabbi Kiva Simtah, Rabbi Yochanan is saying, this all reflects the, the fundamental opinion going way back of Rabbi Rabbi Akiva, that we have this uh, these many days. Um, the Darish Zman Zman Azmanahim, because he had this drasha, or at least this hint, from Zman Zman Azmanahim. But the Chachamim, now I just want to point out, the reason he says Zman Zman Azmanahim and not Kaimim is because that's Rabbi Yochanan himself. If you saw earlier, Shem Bar Alba quoted Rabbi Yochanan, but the Zman Zman Azmanahim. Okay, so that was his, that was his deal. But he claims that the Chachamim would disagree with this Mishnah, okay, and they would say, you're only allowed to read the Megillah at the proper time, meaning the 14th and the 15th. There's no such thing as 11, 12, 13. Okay, no such thing. So Gemara says, Meitavei, let's ask a kasha from a Brita. I'm a Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, and this actually was a Mesachatani as well, those who remember. When is this all true? This is the when the years are all as they are normally established, like with Shemitahs and Yovels, etc. And B'nai Israel living on the land. But nowadays, since they all look towards it, we'll see what that means in a second. What does it mean? They only read on the proper time. Meaning, what Homestakunba means? Rashi explains it means that since people outside of Eretz Israel didn't always know when Pesach was, Okay, and they weren't going to hear necessarily so quickly when the when the uh, the Beit is not going to declare Rosh Chodesh and send the messengers necessarily. So they would look to the reading of the Megillah, and whatever the Megillah was, they'd count thirty days basically. Okay, so they said that once once people are doing that, that's what they notice people are doing. So then they have to say, wait, 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 we have to reprioritize, right? Because if we allow the people to do this reading on the 11th, 12th, 13th, you might mess up people's observance of battle. Now, what's more important, to be more lenient about the villages who they can read at a more convenient time, going on, or having people potentially think that Pesach you know, starts the wrong day, and then they end up being chametz on Pesach. Yeah. If we have this breakdown, doesn't that also prove that um, perm has to be an utter change? 
Why? Because if you're counting 30 days until Pesach, you can't count 30 days from. Oh, Pesach. that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, like, uh, it has. That's good. That's a good point. Okay, yeah, I think we'll. I think I'll address that a little bit later. That's good. Excellent. Okay. But the point we're trying to say is that you see from this brighter that um. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, that Bizman uh, is that right? Okay, so okay, the government has to analyze the brighton now. Rabbi Yudah Levi Deman. So who is Rabbi Yudah going according to in our little discussion here within Rabbi Yochanan? I mean, Rabbi Yochanan is saying we have a machlokas Rabbi Kiva and a chachamim about do we ever do this thing with the eleven, twelve, thirteen? So Eli Ma'aliv Rabbi Kiva. If you say he's following Rabbi Kiva, I feel Bizman has that. Even nowadays, this is the How do you know that? Because we're talking about the Mishnah. The Mishnah tells you to do it. So, Rabbi Kiva apparently holds you do it all the time. So, that can't be what the bride is talking about. But rather, no, it must be according to the Rabbanan. Well, if that's the case, what does Rabbi, 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 Rabbi say in the Brita? But uh, according to the Brita, Rabbi is saying that when B'nai Israel were living in Eretz Israel, everything works the way it's supposed to work, they would read it that way. So, it's not part of the Machok between Rabbi Kiva and the Chachamim. There really is not really Melchokin at all in the normal situation. And the wife said, You're right. Ti Yufta, Rabbi Yochanan. So is that a knockout, Rabbi Yochanan? Ti Yufta. It's a knockout, and Rabbi Yochanan's wrong. And this is not Machloket, and therefore, our bright, we understand our Mishnah as being according to all the opinions, not just Rabbi Kiva. Okay, now, Ika de Amri, there's another version of this, though. Another version. Amr Abba Barbachan, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Zodi, Rabbi Kiva, Stimta, Bachami, Amrim, Amru, Bizman, Hazeh, Holum, Bisaglim, Ba, in Karim, Otala, Bizmana. So it's another version of Rabbi Yochanan where he said, yes, the Mishnah is Rabbi Kiva, but what did the Chachavim say? None of them deny the idea of the 11, 12, 13. They say, nowadays, because people look towards the reading of the Megillah to understand what Pesach is, so you only read in the proper time. Okay, that, and that's the way he's saying it there. Well, if that's the case, we don't say there's a, 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 a Kushiyah from the Brayta, we'll say this is a bar from the Brayta. In that case, there'll be a bride that says the same thing. Okay, that works even uh, you do it in the proper time. And nowadays, but otherwise, uh, otherwise be fine. Okay, so you see two different versions of what Rabbi Yochanan says. One that creates a difficulty with the mish- with the brayta that results in the rejection, or he has a different version of him which isn't the rejection at all. It's perfectly in line with the brayta. We'll stop there. Shukoh.